0: Hi, I'm Anthony Meindl. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymeindl.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In today's episode, Tony sits down with good friend and fellow AMAW teacher, Lindsay Frame. They share a very in-depth discussion about life, love, art, and teaching. They share thoughts on philosophy, wisdom through age, and the often underestimated value of good teachers. Welcome everyone to a very special episode of In The Moment Podcast. I have a very special guest here with us today. And she just reminded me, although... Well, let me introduce her first. It's the goddess, Lindsay Frame. Uh, yes. yeah. This is where we push the button and we get the applause and the tambourines. So Lindsay and I met... So this is... What were you saying earlier?
1: Uh, July? That we met? This Monday is July 8th. And I actually audited my first class. I believe it was Monday, July 8th. 2002. Oh my god!
0: I love that you remember that. Well, because I moved moved
1: back to California. I know. I remember from New York, and right like on July 3rd, and then I celebrated July 4th, and then moved into my apartment that weekend, and then found you the next week, and then was in my you know so called intro class at the time. Yes. um, On Third Street in August, yeah.
0: On on when I started on Third Street, which is now part of uh, the Little Door. Yes. Remember? It got yep. bought out, and it's now a restaurant, a really good restaurant. Um, but we had met this fall before yep. in September of 2001. One.
1: Yeah, because it was only eight days it before September eleven. It was just
0: September, 11. September 11th. Yeah, it was
1: that Labor Day weekend. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: At Wigstock, they used to have this event in, on, well, it's now the Chelsea Piers, but at the time it wasn't really called Chelsea Street Piers. Pier. 14th Street Pier, yeah. right? And it was so, you guys, like, now it's like all, like... Huge multi gymplexes yeah, and like high end stores. <laughs> it was a rundown, <laughs> yes. shabby ass pier where people did heroin and had all kinds of yeah. sex and like half and of it the was drag falling. Fest takes it over. Oh for my gosh! For yes, yeah. and this was way okay. before drag was like RuPaul's Drag Race, really yeah. popular and part of the zeitgeist. It was called like,
1: Wig- Wigstock.
0: Wigstock. It was yeah. called Wigstock. We used to, they they used to have it in New York. Yeah, when I was there throughout the 90s. That was, I think, one of the last years they were it doing was. it. Yeah. And Lady Bunny was the host. Lady Bunny is this amazing drag queen. <laughs> um, yeah, and we met, and you had blue wig? I, okay, it was, wig? It
1: was bright green. Bright green wig. I still wig. own it. I'll whip it out sometimes, and the kids <laughs> freak no, out. Oh, God. <laughs> so they're like, it. Mom, what happened to your head?
0: <laughs> so I spotted Lindsay on this decrepit peer that what, half the time when you took a misstep you could fall into the like bay right there um and i was just was like hello who are you moon child <laughs>
1: yes you're <laughs> like i love your energy if you ever move back to la because we start talking about acting, right yeah like, right come to right my class yeah it's so
0: crazy like
1: and at like, the time i was like yeah when i moved to la and then there i was 10 months later but
0: how did we had you just gone to uh, school for acting, is that how we Yeah, got I had just
1: like... um that April I had just gotten my MFA from UCSD and then moved to New York City. I have family in um Manhattan, so I okay. just crashed with them for So you had already eight, graduated. With a little over a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you
0: were what, twenty? Mm, no, 26. 26. Yeah. You were a late bloomer.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I went to undergrad and oh, then, and then I took a master's. year off. Right. And then I got my master's, okay. which was three years. Yeah. So, yeah, it was an MFA. It wasn't a BFA.
0: Yeah, no, I would just go to New York just because I had just come. I had moved here in 1998. So I just kept going back to New York every now yeah, and then. And even... you
1: were visiting, you were seeing Brian. Brian was with us.
0: Oh, right. That's Yeah, right. who was just
1: in town, I saw on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, here. He came he came came, yes, us.
0: that's right. Yeah, he came in and the saw the space, screening yeah. and like in the space. I'm like, um. so, whoa, gosh, Lindsay, that was right. That's right. I flew back a couple days before 9-11. Yeah. And it's so weird to think about life pre-9-11. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's, that's weird.
1: Yeah. It is because there I was that day thinking I'll never move to L.A. And then that created a big shift. I was actually supposed to leave on a trip to Sweden that day. Are you a serious? A friend of mine was picking me up to take me to the airport around 11. Whoa. And so that shifted. And then did you
0: just cancel the flight? Did they cancel the flight?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, Everything got, and canceled. I ended up taking that trip in 2005. <laughs> so it was sometime later, but, um, but yeah, it just, I mean, I think, you know, there was so much tragedy and I think for so many of us, it, it reframed our relationship to what home is yeah. in, in different ways in, yeah. for different people in different extremes. And, So it was about ten months later that I you know, because I grew up in California, I lived for eight years in San Diego. That's where I got my, you know, my undergraduate and my MFA. And so my cousin was living in LA, her roommate moved out, and I was like, I'm moving in. And then literally the first thing I did after I moved into my apartment was come to the class. class. So 17 years I've been with the studio.
0: I also love that I like spotted you on that deck because uh, last night Helen and I went to a Fourth of July party and of course the person the very first person I meet at the party was an actress yes. completely gravitated toward her I didn't know I don't yes. know her and we started talking she takes she takes movement class at the school with Christy Slater awesome. she listens to the podcast religiously has my books come check out class like it was so like that part notwithstanding yeah. it still was so I told how and I was like isn't it interesting that the person that I unconsciously gravitate toward yes. is actors it's creative energy right yep. So, I thought that was creative
1: great. energy and also uh, that frequency of, yeah, of like, like aliveness open and openness there. and joy and yes, vulnerability yeah, and all of the things, expression,
0: right? Practice. Yeah, well, that right there is the lesson, people. Yes. <laughs> openness, yeah, these are the traits an actor needs openness, yeah. vulnerability, yep. wildness, self expression,
1: and just the f- inhabitants of oneself, whatever that means, for better or for worse. I mean, I think that. You know, that's certainly the path that class started me on that's been, I mean, even the other day I was like, man, I've been on a spiritual path for like 20 plus years and there's stuff that I'm figuring out that's, I'm like, why didn't I figure that out I was 28, you know? I know. Matter of fact, I've been having this idea of like, man, like really, and I know these things already exist, but like, you know, in a more formal way, which is like, why aren't older women just sitting down with younger women Mm -hmm. and exchanging in both directions, like really in a very real way, because, you know, even as I raise my kids, I, I, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a weird vulnerable thing, but I'm really glad I got to be an older mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I was a stepmom by the time I was 35 and then I gave birth to my other two kids at 39, right before, eight weeks before my 40th birthday. And I, you know, I, there is this part of me, it's almost like this wild experiment that I have no control over except my own modeling and my own open heartedness and my Mm -hmm. own willingness to step into the unknown. But I just think, you know, I I get curious about who, you know, both, uh, both of my children will become, but particularly my daughter, like, because, you know, because I sort of just... You know, my frame of reference is as a woman in the world, right? right, right. But, like, you know, are there some of these things that she's actually going to get? I mean, obviously, maturity is a very real thing, and the, you know, how our bodies grow over time is a very real thing. But are there things that she's just going to catch? She's going to have access to, you know, thought forms that are going to be, you know, positive? Anchored into her that that she'll be in a totally different place at 23, and I think that's already happening. I see all the young mm. people at our studio mm-hmm. and the conversations that they're having, and you know the awareness that they have about themselves. And I think, wow, this is extraordinary. It's so
0: hard for me contextually to because at one level I feel like man, I have many thoughts about what you just said. One is at one level I always feel like yes, young people today seem to be like the awareness collectively seems to be evolving. So mm-hmm. we're having more, uh, I don't want to say higher, but, but different kind of conversations that I didn't feel like we were having with younger people. And at yeah. when I was that age and yet mm-hmm. when I, but I wonder, because then I think like when I was 23, I was reading Rilke. I was, mm-hmm. you know, into Plato and Socrates and yes. like reading really interesting poetry. And so I don't know, it's so hard.
1: So, well, for you know me, maybe, I think there was just a lot of of fear I mean in retrospect I definitely recognize in a way that nobody I knew had language for at the time which was like super highly sensitive person and also combined with a certain kind of attention and intelligence that just like crashed in on itself, yes. you know, so I was super hyper aware yes. and always trying to adjust who I was to yes. like get as comfortable as possible in an environment, whether that meant people pleasing, whether that meant shutting down my own feelings, whether that meant just guarding myself or hiding or compensating or, or, or being the good girl, you know, however, yeah. mm-hmm. all the many ways it manifested um, because it's funny when you, when you talk about reading all these philosophers, I wanted to be a philosopher major oh, really? so bad, but I was like, Oh, there's going to be so many papers to write. And I <laughs> like true. chickened out. Oh, I chickened wow. out of like where my, my heart and my soul already knew I, I lived, well, you but, I a philosopher, yeah, so I, but I didn't. Yeah. And I, and I feel so... like I was, I have memories of things that I thought And even some that I expressed very early on, I was like, oh yeah, no, I was here to be that from the beginning, but I was so scared of everything. Right. And so I was scared of even just writing papers, so I was like a communications major, which is wonderful for all of you with the same degree as me, but for me personally, it was a cop-out. Like, for me personally, it was doing something that I knew, like, the the work wasn't going to make me too uncomfortable.
0: Oh, interesting. You know, which
1: is interesting that I then found you.
0: But I still feel like, oh yes, because this is... Our All school that is the, yes, <laughs> the epicenter of yeah. living comfortably in the discomfort, I guess, right? Yeah. But I think, like, I think when I look at young adults, especially people who are at the school or people who are artists that definitely have, like, an awareness about things, and maybe because things are more accessible conversations, you know, like, nowadays people talk about meditation in a way when I was at that, when I was at 23, it was still so fringe, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yep. that's 30 years ago. Yep. Uh, almost 30 years ago so, so certainly society is advancing and yet what I think is fascinating is each person at their individual level is still working through the phase of life stuff, mm-hmm. yes. you know what I mean so when you're yes. still 22, 23, 24, 25 26, you're still working through all those identity things, okay. insecurity you know, relationship perception and I guess I wanted to mention the thing about you were talking about old elders with youngers mm-hmm sure we need more of that but i also sometimes wonder Lindsay. like like it's phase of life stuff right so sometimes when i'm trying to share with young people oh i'm getting really emotional about it's so interesting like trying to share with them like the age of the elders the wisdom of the elders right they also just it's phase of life stuff that they're never going to get until they're at that age. It's yes. so crazy,
1: and yet I don't know. And yet, are there are there things? Are there models that they have that we didn't have? Like, are well, there conversations occurring that weren't occurring them? They then they certainly have an access to resources yes. that we like simply just even just technologically speaking didn't have access to.
0: David Brooks, I'm reading. David Brooks is a New York Times columnist, and he has this new book. Called uh, Second Valley or something. Sorry, I gotta find it. But uh, it, I was just reading last night in it, he was talking about sort of this kind of thing. But he was saying, like, what he learned from his elders when he was in college, he still couldn't apply at that age, but the seeds were planted. Yeah. That now that he's like our age, he's been calling upon those things that he was taught. So I thought that was really interesting. Yes. Another way of so we say these things as teachers, and we're hoping that people get it. You know what I mean? And they do get it, but that doesn't quite maybe germinate yeah. until they're thirty, or you know what I mean, because they're still going through what they have to go through at twenty-one. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it being is fascinating. Old. And I'm
1: as as you are as well. I know in the way that you work, but I'm also so interested. It's not just like that. It would be this exchange the other way as well. Like oh yes, when I really take the time and have the time to sit down and really be open to to hearing what you know younger what people, younger yes. people That's have right. to say right. and and it's not it's not easy i have a 12 year old younger person <laughs> and sometimes that stuff's really oh, like strange yeah. and hard to hear um, but even you know even having two four year olds like yes. it's so interesting to well, stay open we're it's
0: good teachers right
1: and i you know it's 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 interesting it's also interesting as i shared with you the other day You know, I'm mindful, you know, to sort of check in with my own ego about it too, because it's also this, and I don't know if this, I I get a sense that this is just a a cultural misfortune, which is uh, certainly, I don't know, I think we're led to understand that as we age, we become less relevant, Mm -hmm. unless we're some famous person or something, uh, you know, and male, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> although that's changing thankfully. Yeah, um, but uh, you know that that sort of this, you know, I'm sort of checking in. I'm like, well, is is you know what part of this is really just staying on the adventure of life mm-hmm. and not allowing myself, you know, literally and otherwise to to concretize, which is a very common thing both in the physical body. And in the mind and the heart and the spirit, as we age, if we don't tend, you know, we sort of become concretized, but, but also just well, that what like, you mean being, by like, meaning like, uh, um, like literally deposits can form calcify in your brain. Yes. You know, <laughs> that keep you from staying open. Elastic. And, you know, and, yeah. and you know, the, the decline of collagen and you know and and certain hormones and chemistry in the body make the joints not quite as flexible or the right. you know, the musculature. So on right. a physical level That's happening. You know, Entry. there there is something that happens. Yeah, yeah. and there and Entry. some aspect of it is inevitable. Yeah. And then the misfortune of our culture is that we you know, we don't I don't, I feel, we're meant to feel that as we age, we become less relevant.
0: Of course, we're discarded. I think especially, you know, my boyfriend comes from an Asian culture where they revere elders and they are, um, like extended families, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they are like, you know, well, actually I also think that it kind of speaks to the problem that we're having with our own environment. Like we've lost matriarchy There is no matriarchy in the world anymore. The elder is so powerful, right? Because it's such a a patriarchal, white, male, and I'm white, so sorry, but like I'm gay, so I don't know, I guess it cancels it out maybe, but like such a a white, male-dominated empirical society that it's lost the mother, the elder mother, that once you've lost the matriarchy, civilization is doomed. But yeah. I also think that that speaks to Americanism of, like, it's so youth and so youth-saturated. And, you know, I was at the bank just before I got here, and I was just waiting for the attendant to make a copy of something. And there was an older woman. She had to be, like, in her 90s. And she was getting up and kind of coming toward me because I was standing right where the sign-in was. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, like, she had a cane. She could barely stand. And I was like, do you need help? And she's like, I'm just checking. She was, like, wheezing and... And she's like, I'm just checking my name is on there. I was like, it is on here. She's like, I I wish somebody would assist me. And there were all these other, uh, like, bank managers. A couple of them had other guests that they were working with, right? There was one woman there who didn't have anybody, and she kind of referenced her. And I just thought for a second, I was like, yeah, are people not seeing her? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to get judgmental toward the bank managers. You know, like, is she a less valued customer? So then my teller came back out to give me my thing. And I just says was like, can you assist her? You know, like, whatever. I'm not saying this to make myself like, oh, I did my good deed today. Yeah. I actually did. And actually, yeah. it's really important yeah, it that is. we we contribute and stay connected right and pay and attention to these pay things pay attention because you know, that's sometimes she, that's
1: the that's the power we have in the moment is to realign our that's attention right. and recognize even ourselves getting sucked into these really insidious uh, you know patterns and habits yeah.
0: Or also like, you know, this opens up something like we're moving so fast and we don't have to, we can't take time for that. And she's not in my world. So what did, why do I yeah. care about her? You know, that's how the mind, the ego yeah. of mind works. But so then the teller assisted her and then I felt like she was being taken care of. And I just, I started thinking about that could be me in another 30 years. And would I, how would I feel if I were being ignored? Mm-hmm. Or I just thought about my mom who's 84 and like, yeah. you know what I mean? It starts yeah. to, we're all getting there. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think we have, listen, like, so I think we have such a fear of age in our society, you know what I mean? Again, because, like, the media's portrayal of, like, old people, they're yeah. either funny or, like, <laughs> or, like, it, yes, the things that you were talking about are real, like, the entropying of our body. That's a word. Entropophizing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever the tense of entropy is.
0: <laughs> like, we don't see it as a... Next phase of life, yeah. you know what I mean, and celebrate it and, and honor it,
1: and yeah, it's really you know, actress, so it's, it is. It's interesting finding my my own balance with it, and that. then and I'm so grateful that I get to be in contact with humans and most particularly human beings at their creative edge of all these age levels. You know, we have teenagers, we have you know, and then I have children, and then you know, we have actors of of all ages, spanning you know many, many decades, and uh, I'm so grateful for that. I know because I think it does keep. Because the one thing is, we can you know continue to tend to the mind and the body and keep that plasticity, keep that flexibility, keep that openness. Well, you're so
0: youthful, Lindsay. Jesus.
1: Oh, thanks. Well, you too. You look like you're like 35. <laughs> And you on. are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In some animal years, I guess. Like, I don't know. No, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. I don't... And 35 seems so long ago to me now. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing, too, as you get older. Like, I don't... I remember my 20s. I can see you and I meeting on that yes. dock totally. But I don't even remember the 20s anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. moments, but I don't... It's so weird to, like... <clears throat> I used to read Rilke, and I was a performer, and, like... And yet, it almost seems like that was a... I am... Actually, I am a, a completely different person just from a cellular place, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. my body is regenerated so many times that that person is discarded. Yeah. Which, again, is so, so fascinating of, like... For the listeners, it's so hard that we're... Sorry that we're talking about... It. It's, so, <laughs> it's so hard because when yeah. you're 20 and you're hearing people talk about getting old, it's just like, what?
1: Yeah, what a <laughs> snore.
0: What? I know, but just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's switch topics. Otherwise, people are gonna. Let's turn this off. Yep, totally. This is the old age hour. Yeah, um yeah. So Lindsay is like an. Ama- so Lindsay's an amazing actress. I'm sure she doesn't talk too much. I don't do that either. I don't talk about my old acting days that much. I'm doing it a little bit more now, anecdotally, to to yeah. like bring up points about how I didn't trust myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But um, so Lindsay was like. She was on days of our lives. <laughs> so maybe we had long hair and like
1: Oh goodness. No, you were so That person was in so much pain, it's hard for me to really? like just emotional pain. Well, uh, that's thankfully true. my body was, was well. But yes. like That's true, so true. you were so conflicted.
0: Yeah. You were so dating afraid. bad guys.
1: <laughs> was I dating? I don't. think Okay. I did. Well, there was one. There was one that was not. He was not healthy. Yes. per se. But
0: but you. But I have a on the impact. outside. You looked like you had it all together. Did I? And you were super talented. God, I am a great
1: actress. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I uh, directed Lindsay in this amazing play uh, by this playwright who put Amy Adams made Amy Adams a star. Did you know that? Angus McLaughlin's Yeah. Yeah. Amy Adams' first movie was, was written by I can't remember what it is called now.
1: Was it the Was it Junebug? Junebug. Yeah. Good memory.
0: Yeah. Uh was written by Angus McLaughlin who wrote mm-hmm. The Dead Eye Boy. Yep. And we had a theater company at that time and Lindsay was the lead in this show that was based on a true story and was quite a harrowing performance. We so talked,
1: yeah, it was definitely one of my And Jonathan I've was ever done. your
0: boyfriend. Yes. In we
1: it. met in the callback. Oh. Jonathan Kehoe and I met for the first time in the callback. Oh,
0: God. I have to interview Jonathan for that, too. That's yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. And yeah, that was, how old were you then? 29.
1: 28. Because I was the same age as the character. I think mean, she's written to be 28, Whoa. and then she has a 14 year old son. That's right. Yeah. And Lindsay
0: played a crackhead. It was intense. It was intense. That was very intense. Yeah. It was a really moving production and, yeah. and very intense. Yeah,
1: I was so excited when I got it because I read that and I had never at that point I had never felt really that way about a role. And I read the play uh-huh. and uh, and then auditioned and I remember sitting in my room and you called me and I was like, "Oh, you yes! got it!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You're really... And, like, I love that... Well, I think all the actors at our school... I mean, all the teachers at our school do that. They dip in and out of classes. But, like, you also take class with me, which I love.
1: Yeah. I hop in when I can.
0: And I remember when I was taking class with you at one time, and you were like... Remember that one time I was doing um, a view from the bridge, and you were like... Tell me, say, why do you want to say their line? I was like, I don't have the line. <laughs> well, I've said that to you, too. Oh, yeah, you've done that yeah. to me, too. So I just said it right back at you. Oh, that was a you. blast. Yeah, I don't have that class.
1: fucking next line. You took my class before we shot birds. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, that's when you were in class. And you're going to be in class again. Yes, I'm an, I need ass. to take class.
0: I'm trying to figure out, like.
1: I want to take class, too.
0: It'll be really fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like really
0: fun doing that in London and working that muscle and
1: just being yeah.
0: vulnerable and yeah. exposed in a different way. Well,
1: and and it's so interesting because I'm like for sure a better actress than I've ever been. Yes, and yet I haven't been like I haven't. Well, it's interesting because I would say I haven't been an actress in eight years because I haven't. That was when, uh, you know, my my agent decided to leave the business and I parted oh. with my manager. And yeah. we were starting to pick up and I was like, and I was about to get married and I was like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep teaching because yes. that's where the momentum is. That's where the flow feels. Um, so, but of course I've, I've worked since then, but I yeah. haven't pursued acting work since then mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. Well, um, you... but I think because, but I think I needed that time to just be like not attached. Yeah. And so now, like, my work is at a place that, like, man, I wish I could go, like, just gift it to my 24 year old self. <laughs> but <laughs> well, we I have can't... actors that talented at that age that gets me so excited.
0: That's right. That yeah. is right. Yeah. Well, I also can't wait. I can't say to the listeners yet what the show is, but we filmed, there's this Netflix show that they came and oh, yeah. did, <laughs> they basically are profiling our school and Lindsay, so we kind of set up this mock class, but it was actually a real class, like it wasn't yeah. staged in any way, that's yeah. what's so incredible yeah, about what we're doing class. at the school, And but Lindsay was actually in this scene, was a reality show, a reality show, yeah. but you'll, you'll get to see it, hopefully they, well I talked to the producer and he said it looks amazing, so I'm hoping, and I think he referenced this, that one scene, that they keep it in, but Lindsay was doing Romeo and Juliet, first of all she's playing like a 40 something Juliet, which I yes. love, but like love still it. was so innocent <laughs> and great, and then, and Quinn and then I made them sing it right Isn't yeah that what well, Quinn, it do? or Quinn brought his guitar it. that's yeah. right mm-hmm. and then anyway I hope that that stays in this Netflix show that I can't shall remain nameless for another month uh and you're gonna get to see Lindsay act and it was just all in the moment that's yes. what was incredible about it it looks yeah. like it's rehearsed but I hope that they keep that intact because it really is a testimony to the work that was so amazing that yeah.
1: day yeah that was amazing
0: just in the moment and, and, the, and, the, and the dad was like that's the best version of Romeo and Juliet I've ever seen well you first
1: know? he said I've, I'm always completely bored by this scene and I was like oh oh, oh that's right <laughs> we were just
0: waiting for him to then throw the gauntlet yeah. down yeah, and yeah, then he's totally. like but that was the best I've ever seen Yeah. so yeah
1: well interesting. it's
0: interesting as you get older you give less fucks about Yeah. you know the work in a way like you yes. respect the work but you don't you show up at, in a and, different way
1: and that's why I am so excited about this way of working this is why I get so excited to show up to the studio every week because this is the stuff like this is the information that these you know young people and and people of all ages are getting and it's it is so exciting I mean I do wonder because I was such a deep feeler and I was such a deep thinker like what if this work had found me mm-hmm. A decade when were, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was sixteen, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and and I'd had that time to you know to yeah to begin to plant those seeds and. Well, we and see that. I mean, I, think, I don't mean that in a regretful way, no, but I think no, it's no, I so it. exciting that that people have access to this way of thinking and feeling and and working and meeting themselves and meeting mm-hmm. their work I and agree. and frankly just bringing this. Like, just the, it's bringing the vibration of authenticity to the industry. And the industry has changed a immensely yeah. in the past 17, you know, 20, Jesus, yeah. 17 years. I say 17 because that's how long I've been here. But, like, you know, the 20 years that you've been doing this. And the two are for sure connected.
0: You well, know, the fact
1: that, like, you know, just that there are more and more schools working this way. That there are more and more people working with actors in a way and working with one another in a way where authenticity has become chic. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: it's a word that's being used all the time now, right? Because that's
1: all it takes in LA. It's just got to be chic.
0: I know, that's it. You know, once
1: like eating healthy got chic... Exercise that chic. And then finally authenticity <laughs> and like spiritual groundedness. and Kale, yeah. authenticity,
0: nowness. <laughs>
1: and, you know, self space and holding These space. All it's all so chic now. It's I just know. like...
0: When I was... Just, stuck I mean, maverick. it is. I joke, but it's exciting. It was Maverick. 20 yeah. years, 20, 21 years ago, I was so fringe. I think people looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Because it was all just about the moment, the moment. You know what I mean?
1: I remember one class in my... MFA um and it's UCSD has a fantastic program we were this sort of weird I think even anybody that's still at the program and from them that's there now would admit that like we were this weird class they took a way bigger class than they usually took and I'm sure they never did it again (laughs) (laughs) and we were just this wonderful crew I mean there's incredible success in our group um people just doing amazing absolutely amazing work out in the world uh but um But yeah, I remember, there was literally, I only remember one acting class, literally one, where the teacher was like, Lindsay, you're not listening. And I was like, I don't know. What? What What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know. Define, what? What does listening (laughs) mean? I don't know. Oh, 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 you mean like listening to him. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't doing that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Imagine that.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's a, it's a fantastic program, um, and actually, uh, Kyle Donnelly, who came in towards the end of our stay there, I think made the program even more spectacular. I don't believe she's um, at UCSD anymore, but she just took that program to a whole new level. Um, But yeah, but anyway, it's, yeah. So then I found you and... Then I was like, oh yeah, oh, okay. So yeah, no, I haven't been listening. Mm. I don't think ever in my whole life. <laughs> well, it's so
0: subtle, right? This and I think it's so I think we keep underestimating how powerful listening is and when people wanna like reduce what we're doing to something like, Well, it's just listening and responding. But yeah, that's so hard. Yeah. It is almost impossible. Yes. Because we're filled with so many contaminants that prevent us that cloud the moment yeah from us you know what I mean and like getting out of our own way like yep. I was telling somebody last night at the party like it's just to me removing all the masks and all just like life yeah. in relationship just trying to remove all the things that are in my way mm-hmm. the things that I put on to survive which I need but then yeah. at some point there's a cost to having those things and right? really
1: letting life in and really That's letting right. another person in and really letting experience in isn't is vulnerable. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's not, it's not easy. I mean, it is much easier in a sense to just close all the doors yeah. and march around with your, you know, with your armor on. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot less fun. But also
0: Lindsay, I think it's like, I'm curious, we could talk a little bit about acting philosophy. Like, yeah. you know, I, I the older yeah. I get to, I'm working on another book right now about sort of, like examining the history of acting, like I'm—that's like so weird to me because I'm—I'm I'm so iconoclastic in a way. But I'm like referencing Greek times and like my own interpretation of the Greeks yeah. and what you know, putting on masks really meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It actually was a way for people who were sitting in the arena. So that they could see what the people were actually feeling, right? Yes. So again, it isn't, it's not isn't—it's not really about putting something on at all.
1: And it sparks something so deep and primal and archetypal. Inside, inside
0: yeah. us, see? Yeah. So I, in, in this book, I'm just kind of trying to unspool. I think all acting methodologies are important and they're valuable and that the, the inherent heart of all of them is yeah. the same, right? But then they get co-opted or they get... Um, watered down or manipulated in some way that become my thing is is I find that people sometimes like auditors or actors ask questions and they use these buzzwords of acting Mm -hmm. that the older I get I'm like I don't even know if any of us even know what these words are and that they just are passed down from generation to generation Mm I think I think this like in, in terms of politics like Right? Like, people say things that provoke something that's been in the American psyche for a long time. Yeah. Because they trigger us or they, they have some sort of emotional weight. But nobody really knows, A, where they came from. Mm-hmm. And really, what do they mean? Yeah. And so, I don't know. So, I don't know if I have a question there, I guess. Well, like, well, let me it, ask you. Know, well, go ahead um, if you haven't no. thought about that. But I was going to ask, so, like, when you were at the school for a few years and then you... What made you I don't remember you obviously you were like Tony, I want to teach. Yeah. And what brought that about, like for you? Or what what has been your what has been an aha for you as a teacher in trying to take acting requires verbiage and some constructs, concepts to understand ourselves in the work, and yet we have to transcend those things to yeah. do what you're talking about, let someone in. And
1: that's, I think that was the thing that I, I noticed very early on. Like I have memories as early as second and third grade, where in a sense I was, one might say I was a born teacher. Yeah, of But when I look at it out, outside of even that identifier, that what it is, is I used to sit in class, and I would hear a child, you know, one of my peers asking a question, and I would watch the teacher not understand the question Uh and misanswer it Uh and the child not really getting, you know, my peer not really getting the information they were looking for. Uh, unfortunately I was terrified to raise my own voice, so I I didn't contribute in any way, but I just watching this and, and the pattern of that, I think what that's, what that's rooted in is, is, you know, there was something sensory going on. There was something energetic going on. There was something, you know, uh, my also just my facility with language Uh at an early age, Uh like there was, I could see when, when communication wasn't flowing Mm -hmm. or where there was a place that we could open up slightly to the right, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. slightly to the left to get an idea or an exchange in flow. And, um, and so when I found, you know, when I found your way of working, it start, it start, it felt so, it felt like, you know, I like the fish, what's the... Does the analogy, it's like, you know...
0: Oh, Einstein. Einstein right? Yes. He has the
1: the story of the fish, and it's that, like, like, you can't teach you to ride a bicycle. Right.
0: Right? Otherwise, it will feel like it's a failed fish. Yes. yes. Like, right. Yes, you just have to do is throw swim. it in the ocean. That's right, yeah. And I
1: feel like your work was like, finally, I was like, oh, yeah. this is what I've been looking for, yeah. and... Um, And so I, yeah, I wanted to teach it because I, and it wasn't so much, I didn't get that dynamic with you. As a matter of fact, I think what was exciting about you was that you have that same sensibility. You have that same sensory where you can you're communicating on so many levels at once. You're communicating obviously through language, you're communicating directly as ideas, but there's also an energetic flow. There's a spiritual flow. Mm-hmm. There's, it, there's just so many dynamics at play as you communicate. And so I never saw those miscommunications happening in your room. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's always, always those things. I mean, you know, yeah, we all have tension, those people yeah, where, yeah, you know, yeah. the Biders. students that are like, yes, you don't get it. And yes. sometimes we don't get it yeah, and it's yeah, okay. Yeah. But but for the most part, there was always this... But even then, that's met with perhaps, you know, we might humble ourselves in a moment like that and become available to the thing that we didn't see. Or yeah. So there was there was always this movement happening where flow was always occurring, even in moments of conflict. And so that drew me to it. And I was like, well, this is what I want to do. This mm-hmm. This seems cool. I feel like I have that thing too. Like I can sit in a space with other human beings and this language, and create something really big and wonderful out of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and give other people this gift of themselves that, you know, that, that was given back to me, mm-hmm. so. Wow, well yeah. said.
0: It is true, it is really, like, real, I think, pure teaching is about unlocking their own teachers within themselves, right? Yeah. Like, it's the potential is all there for all of us. Not necessarily to become teachers, that's not what I'm saying, but to just unlock all this latent potential. Yes. And yeah. it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Of like, we're not teaching someone something that they don't already know, we're just yeah. making them available to their own information and access to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to Kate uh, at the barbecue and she she had to leave and, and when she was leaving she I coached her for something she's been getting a lot of callbacks for things which is great she keeps going into the yeah. CW and actors uh, my point is, is, is keep, time just keep remembering book. yes if yes. you keep getting called in for something I know book. it gets frustrating because you're like I want to book it what's wrong I'm not booking anything you are if you yes. you're booking it If you get
1: an adjustment, that's
0: right. Like all these
1: things that were like, I got an adjustment in the room. That means I did something wrong. No, it means they're interested. That's right. They already see enough of you, and they want to see more. Yeah,
0: you may not book the job, but you're kind of booking the room. Yes, like Right, because they keep calling you back. So, Mm -hmm. she was just saying how the big epiphany for her was permission. Mm -hmm. We keep talking about and ownership and. I don't know. It was just really beautiful. Like she was telling me this and I was like, how old are you again? And she told me like, you know, she's 30 or whatever. And I just started crying because I, I was like, "Okay, this is so amazing to be at this age and to be, I could see how her world is opening up to her with these epiphanies. And like, I, I take it's with the highest esteem. I take that kind of conversation because that's what teachers do is wake awaken yeah. that stuff inside you know yes. what I mean the person yes it's so great I know and I mean and you're a part of Kate's journey too so it's not just me I'm sharing that with you because you're a part of it but yeah yeah it's sure. also maddening too because I was like kid how many times have Lindsay and I been talking about ownership and slowing <laughs> down and giving yourself permission and she's like
1: I know I know
0: but like we have to keep learning our lessons right yeah. like over of course and over
1: yeah like I said I'm still like oh man yeah. that seed was planted I know when that seed was planted 25 years ago
0: (laughs) I know it's so crazy isn't it
1: but it it is beautiful and I want to just keep giving these gifts because I think again like as we were talking about like you know there are all the stages we go through as human beings are so incredibly necessary. You know, as I said, I remind myself that all the time even, you know, living with a preteen where it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. this stuff is so necessary to assert independence and Mm -hmm. to start understanding who we are in the world and really how to live in relationship dynamics. And it's so exciting to just be able to bring this stuff to people and wherever they're at, Mm -hmm. if they're, you know, if they're 16 or they're 60, accelerating whatever, you know, accelerating whatever that, piece of their journey is allowing them to open up into it. It's
0: also to me about acknowledging the heartbreak of the world like being I think you you posted such a beautiful post yesterday about America holiday yes. about 4th of July it was really mm-hmm. beautiful and acknowledging like this existence is so weird and wonderful and painful but joyous and all of it yeah. you know what I mean and I think not just actors, human beings were hardwired to, at, at the primal level, I think, or at the egoic level, which aren't the same. So I should just maybe say the egoic level, are, are just to try to avoid yeah. all those things that are they're occurring anyway. Yeah. They're a byproduct of just being alive, being born into this existence. And yep. so, to me, where I erred and what I'm trying to correct is instead of trying to avoid that stuff, Mm -hmm. try to just live in it, the discomfort and the vulnerability and the awkward and the pain of it, you know what I mean and that's the challenge, right
1: well and it's so interesting because this this is not like, this is my disclaimer because I have a really complicated history with food and all of that so this is not saying anything about dietary changes to anybody but I just recently, and this is something I've done over years and years and years and you know have been evolving in this relationship in many years but just recently made the choice to move away from um, things in my diet that I know numb me out oh. and make me tired. Like what? And uh, mostly refined sugar uh-huh. and like uh, lots of bready things. Uh-huh. And my uh, favorites. I know, and they're wonderful. And like, <laughs> I know. and I, I haven't cut them out. Are they really though? Well, they or t- are they like evil? I can't figure it out. Well, I'll no, tell you. No, the sugarcane industry is insane. You will not insane. stop me from eating a pan au chocolat the next time <laughs> I end up in Paris, which I don't know when that's going to be. But someday I'll go there. Again. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, and I cut out alcohol years ago for, for that reason. I mean, even now, I literally, like, my body's so sensitive. I can't, and it, it was never, like, about, like emotional issues with it was just like it just makes me tired mm, and it, it. you know and, the, and it numbs me out so I'm like in feeling all the time and I would say that like <laughs> I've yeah. been uncomfortable 24-7 for the last two months and thankfully you know all is all is well yes. fundamentally and like my body is well today my family is well today and it's just so uncomfortable mm. And well, I don't know right. where it's going. I have no I'm like not getting overly attached. I'm like I'm just here. I'm now. I've made this choice, and I'll tell you this is uncomfortable AF. Like, <laughs> trying not to cuss. No, on that's your okay. Podcast. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so relevant right. using these young yes, terms. These young turns <laughs> AF.
0: I mean, yes, you take away the placeholders, and what are you left with? Right, your yeah. own breath. Also, you know, you were talking about taking away. Foods that like hide our discomfort, but also like relationships are such a great, you know, my boyfriend is always constantly asking me to dive into that pool of get uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, "No.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh. Relationships are so uncomfortable <laughs> when you're really in them. I
0: don't like it
1: Yeah, I'm like, no. Yes,
0: and, he calls and me especially
1: it. like conscious people, and most especially conscious people that are, that are sensitive and you know really oh. inhabited in their vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, I feel you.
0: I mean, I guess you're in it where we one is in it, and you don't see your own growth, but by being in it, you are growing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because the alternative is just to choose to get out. Yeah, and then you're destined to have to face it in some form. In or some enough. form. Or another. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: it's interesting, like, you know, Eckhart Tolle, would call, Eckhart Tolle would call that like, you know, our pain body and like we do whatever we can to like resist Yes. the pain
1: body, yeah. but it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And just working, because I always, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that relationships have to always be hard work. I think at some point in a long term relationship, those times come up, but yeah. I will say that like you know, my husband and I—we have worked for that relationship. Yes, of course. Right? And it's interesting because I didn't—I—I did not I, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into, <laughs> and it certainly did not look like what I thought it was going to look. All those—I was know. single for a decade. I had so many ideas about what it was going to look like. But all—I turn around now and I look at him and I'm like, "This is everything that I envisioned." Whoa! And it is. Oh. uncomfortable yes. and it's not necessarily easy all the time but yes. like oh my gosh now I'm married to that man that I envisioned all those years ago but so much of us growing together mm-hmm. and not that I take credit for it by any stretch although frankly he would say you should he be like you should take a little bit of it you know <laughs> And I would give him credit as well, but he'd be like, no, you should take credit, take credit, take some credit for it. Right. But it's like this thing that we created together created the vision that I thought I'd forfeited. Mm -hmm. You know, I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, those were just the silly musings of a lonely person. Mm -hmm. I'll just get in this relationship. And again, this is not how it happens for other people. It was just our journey. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh man, trusting the process. Mm -hmm. Back to acting, right? Yeah, yeah. Trusting the process. I now look at this person and I can take every single one of those things off the list. There were qualities in him that I don't even think he knew he had. Mm-hmm. And certainly qualities in him that I didn't know he had that have now, again, and I think, again, directly related to what we do in the classroom every week. And that I, because I've been around it for 17 years, I've been in the practice for 17 years, you know? And that practice, it, you know, it, it makes its way into every aspect of my life, including my relationships and the nature of the relationship that we have committed to over and over and over again for, you know, almost 10 years now, has, you know, now, now the vision is here. Mm-hmm. And it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying everybody's relationship is going to be this. Some people have relationships that are very easy. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes mine not, is too, like, but it's. Everything
0: is like, you know, I, I haven't been in a relationship that long yet now for just for a year. I mean about other relationships, but whatever. But like yeah, my relationship with my parents has been overall easy, but that doesn't mean there haven't been roadblocks and obstacles and upset and you know what I mean? Nobody gets a free pass in life, I think, you know what I mean? Because our stuff comes up. And again it's analogous to acting. Like I think there's so much again, to me, the assumption should be because we're such full, complicated, weird, beautiful, bizarre human beings with so much shit. Just so much beautiful shit. Like, why would we think we have to add more work, more busy work, more, just more work onto our own inherent stuff? So to me, it's analogous to like being more comfortable investigating all the stuff that's, it's, it's all there for all of us. That's why my belief about how we work at the school is everybody can be a brilliant actor once we learn that these parts of ourselves are not a liability. They're actually what makes us interesting. But if you don't go there... Mm -hmm. well it's just again it's and and acting is not the separate subset than life it's just the things that we're talking about right now is acting acting is life what you're going through in life is also your acting it's not maybe specific to a character sometimes but the the energetic is the emotional stuff is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yep it's so fascinating how it's all intertwined yep you know
1: Mm -hmm. relationship is relationship that's right no matter what (laughs) that's right And relationship is more than just my boyfriend or my husband or my sister. Like relationship, we are in relationship with literally every aspect of our experience every day, all of the time. And the more mindful and present and aware we are in that in our lives, the more mindful and present and aware we are in that in our work, Mm -hmm. then the the creative vision unfolds in a really articulated, vibrant powerful way
0: complex way
1: yes incredibly complex I
0: think that's the thing is like we already are inherently I could just keep coming back to I mean these are the sort of stories I've been telling a little bit more about my experiences as an actor is like I distrusted that my own complexity and weirdness and stuff was enough so instead of coming from that place I would try to put something on it in the name of character yeah and all that would do was create acting you know what I mean Mm -hmm. And and there was just this, you know. And as you know, because we co-teach the master classes of like when people are technically that available and are emotionally that full, it is really just about being.
1: Mm-hmm. Even when
0: you know you act, I'm always constantly trying to remind you: you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to yes. do anything. You don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? And it's so hard. It's, again, it's analogous to life: to just allow ourselves to be seen. Yes. With all of our stuff is so humbling. Yes, you know what I mean. And weird and yes. scary.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: always interested. Like we went to this party again last night, and like how and I were talking. Like I'm just always. Intre- I'm always watching people, and like it's not in a judgmental way. It's just like it's so interesting how we all feel weird and inadequate and insecure, yeah. and then like watching people at a at a party, sort of the. The masks they put on mm-hmm. to hide themselves from yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm just I'm sharing this with our listeners because it's it's analogous to acting of like we've, we've been taught we we were taught in life to put something on or we're doing it unconsciously. So of course in our acting we're going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what's beautiful is acting is such a truth teller, isn't it? It's yeah. like drinking the truth serum.
1: Mm-hmm. And in the end, the more you just see that person, that's it. And there's, you know, we have ways that we go about that. Like I was talking the other day about how, you know, sometimes when, you know, in the way that we work, it's just about getting somebody in their own bodies, in their body, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. just do whatever, do anything. <laughs> what, what can your body do? If your body is capable of it, do that thing, right? Yeah. And then we take that that exercise, that availability, that, that access. And then we begin to plug it into relationship and we start by just the relationship of the self, just be in a room with another person and connect that, (laughs) that, that access to relationship. And then we begin to weave in relationship as it relates to story. And not that this is a linear thing that we do. It's not linear at all, but like, you know, then it connects to the, our relationship in story. And so then story begins to weave its way through that fundamental access to self, relationship with life and now relationship with life as story and then and then from there we begin to evolve and because you know honor our complexities and live more fully and trust the complexity of what we are and the work itself the story itself becomes so much more specific and impactful and then, and then honestly, I think that what that leads to, what that culminates in is an inhabitants of one's essence. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I was just going to say this. And what,
1: that's, and that's why like essence, like this, what we call the it factor, that thing that we that's love in right. other that's people. Right. It is a, in fact, an highly yeah. teachable thing. Yeah, it
0: is. Precious. And I think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it, is it is
1: ultimately what we're doing. Well, I was
0: also going to say, it's also spirit, right? It's yeah. also the unleashing. And just to give
1: uh, Jordan Lane credit. Uh, I, this, you know, his lesson on essence with his students highly inspired uh, my more okay. recent thought process okay. about this. But anyway, go yeah. on. Just have to credit Jordan.
0: Um, uh, yes, you should listen to that podcast with Jordan Chappelle yes, from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, uh, it's like to me is the unlocking of our spirit that sometimes for some people is more muted than others. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we're all cut from the same divine cloth, how it expresses individually through our bodies Is kind of what we're just trying to get us to play with in acting. Again, it's not that hard when you really start to break down... Now, those words might be hard, like spirit and essence and presence and what, but not really. It's just we spend so much energy clamping it down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's unleashing it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like some people are math geniuses and some people are more athletic. Like... You know, some people seem to sort of come into the world kind of inhabiting their essence in this really effortless way. And they also have to work. And they also have to tend with all the dynamics of the industry. And they also have to do all the things that we do. And it's still a a teachable thing because it's it's already in us. But you you
0: also can speak to this because you have twins. Yes. So you see how they're twins, but they're so different. Mm -hmm. Their personalities, probably from the day they were born, were, well, by the time they were... I don't know, I'm not, I'm not Dr. Spock, so I don't know children's development, no, but pretty quickly you could probably start to see how yeah. they manifest differently, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, if I, will say something, you can <laughs> cut this out if you want, cause it's super <laughs> like woo woo. Um, but I'm like, they both came to me in visions, uh, my daughter long before she was conceived and my son about six months before they were conceived. And that's why I was, I was pretty certain I was having twins. Wow. Uh, but they, like, I t- talked to them even when they were in utero and they started to tell me about their personalities. And I'll tell you, it's like, Whoa. it was so accurate once they really? came out of the womb, it was weird. And then oh. I was like, well, is this just my brain? Did I create that with my own thoughts? But I oh. actually think it was, you know, whatever, it's all just energy, but that communication and, 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 yet they're so surprising and they're such, you know, on the one hand, my, my son is highly sensitive like me emotionally he gets he's so sensitive to heat and cold like me you know just and 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 yet he's got this he just wants to like barrel over everything and this and that and he's you know he's still like awkward physically and all of that but he just wants to like ram into things and hit things with swords right and yet then he has these moments where he's so incredibly fragile right you know and it's this brilliant Dance, Um, and then my daughter—it has such an incredible inhabitants in her body. Like as soon as she started moving, I was like, I mean, I have no doubt she's she's a dancer. She's she's a dancer. Uh She's an athlete. Like, and yet she won't take the kinds of risks he'll take. Uh, And she's highly emotionally aware. So she's already navigating how she can make everything okay, and it's just really interesting. It's you know, it's it's just. They're both. is it interesting smart that is? she's
0: more equipped to be in her body and move through her body? without risk and yet she's more risk averse yes. than your son who's not as aware but and probably falls and takes tumbles and hurts himself yes. more but does he just does it yes crazy? and she'll
1: go for it as long as she can sort of control it yeah like she doesn't want to be on a roller coaster right. but she'll take her <laughs> tricycle and just like yes. like barrel okay. down the street yes you know what I mean? oh my god yeah if she can control the you know if she has some sense of control over it, but yeah, it's so interesting, and so she has an incredible uh, confidence. Um Ooh, Lindsay and, got your hands full because they're both yeah.
0: Capricorns. I we know. share the same. I know, my
1: gosh, you have they have ja- the same birthday. I know, January fourteenth.
0: My boyfriend is always showing me memes of Capricorn stuff. <laughs> like yesterday, <laughs> he showed me one. Uh-huh. Like Capricorns never happy with what they've accomplished. Yeah. Like you know, Capricorns are tough.
1: Yeah. They're a tough But I'm excited because it's good. It's good for my, you know, my sensitive soul to well, have these, these kids that are just, they're all out, you know? They're all out. They're all world. out. Yeah. It's
0: a good... They're the best teachers for you, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, okay. let's... I like to do, like, the um, oh, yeah, speed round. Oh, gosh. Um, it's fine if you listen to it. Most, Is it people most already, of the same you know, questions? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't make them up. I'm going to throw <laughs> one sidewinder here at you that you're not prepared for. Do you think everybody can learn to act? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I get asked that a lot by agents and yeah. managers and like, you know, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I've seen it.
1: Yeah. You know oh, I've right? seen miracles. Actually, uh, I'll just say this as quickly as possible since we're wrapping up. But um, I learned early, early on with some actors actually in our classes back in Third Street Theater uh, learned very early on that not to have judgments about anybody so i don't that's i funny. don't ever sit there in my classes and think oh god why is that person doing this you know that's right i've seen too many miracles happen
0: and people come into their yeah. own when they come into their own
1: you know yeah I mean? and also you have stories to tell and also you don't have to be a, an exceptional actor to work
0: that's right you just don't no that's true yeah there's meryl street then there's everybody else i was yeah. like to say Here yeah. you? <laughs> everybody else uh if you okay. weren't an actor teacher creative what would you be
1: um, I would be a therapist and healer that runs international retreats
0: I totally can see that
1: <laughs> I might still do it'd that it'd be like
0: butterfly <laughs> oh shit you know what I wanted to talk about also like Lindsay and I are so on the like I mean Lindsay is definitely I, I, like, I don't want to say she's a mini me because she's her own person obviously duh but we have a lot of same similar trajectories and tendencies but we both did ayahuasca
1: Yes. I, mean, I don't know if we have
0: maybe that's the second podcast just an ayahuasca yeah. podcast but mm-hmm. like she did hers in Peru I did mine in Brazil, Brazil. yeah I, I don't. we've talked about it but not maybe all the specifics yeah. but quickly did you cut your hair when you came back? yes so did I yeah so did my friend Charlie yeah that's a very big thing about like shearing all the old yeah like there was just something well
1: in everything it's interesting that the word butterfly took you there you said the word I butterflies I because forgot. that was, that was like, somebody gave me a book about butterflies oh, that I took weird. on the trip with me and then my whole thing was like, that was because then when I came back and I we'll talk it. about this, later, but like everything that, that like I thought my life was even including my own home was like, I had this crazy leak and like had to move into my own living room and like, you know what I mean? Like yes. everything was sort of dismantled in this really interesting way. And, uh, and I was like, Oh we, I thought butterflies were these pretty graceful things, but no. What happens in that chrysalis is complete disintegration yes, right. of the being that you knew yourself yes, to be. That's right. And so that I have think it's of that. It's so weird that like, the word butterfly whoa, not really, of ayahuasca.
0: Okay, well, yeah. I am neither advocating or you know what yeah. I mean. Like, no, I'm not saying that you all have to take hallucinogenic drugs. Not, but no. maybe we'll do another podcast 2.0 like the PG podcast about ayahuasca I mean, yeah. ayahuasca is fine and it's yeah. becoming so much more prevalent but so listeners yeah stay tuned for that because yes. I think that would be interesting yeah. um, what's your favorite film of all time or just favorite mm-hmm.
1: film uh, favorite film uh, Stand By Me it was oh, my first God. favorite movie and then Boogie Nights was why I a, became an actor because oh, yeah, I saw Julianne Moore Julianne and I, Moore. I, it was the first time I'd seen somebody in that way yeah, that I felt like looked say. like me
0: <laughs> what's something you can't do without
1: oh uh, Like cuddles.
0: Aww, (laughs) sweet. Who's your celebrity crush?
1: Oh gosh, I should have thought about these. Because no, it's not not as
0: fun if you pre. Uh, uh, It's just like acting.
1: My celebrity crush.
0: Pre-think it, actors.
1: Holy cow, that's such a good question.
0: It can be male or female. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know who my most recent one is? Give you a minute to think, because we just watched uh, Suspiria. Yeah. Tilda Swinton.
1: That's so weird because I was just gonna. I was just thinking her kidding? before you said it. Um,
0: I like. I'm like that woman is goddess. I don't know why I forget you know, about her sometimes. She's so powerful. And her philosophy is exactly what we teach. Yeah. She's just like, what do you mean, character? I'm like figuring myself out through all these women. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Catherine Hahn, of course. Oh, I was like, too. I know there's one. Sorry, she's Catherine Hahn. Okay. I celebrity crush. Love her, yes. Got
0: it. How would you describe acting in one word? Being. Wow. And how would you define love?
1: Oh, how do I define love? I mean, it's 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 what we are. It's that's the right. it's yeah mm. it's the particle that everything is comprised of.
0: Built upon. Yeah. Mm. I always like to say I describe love as this moment right now, and I'm gonna, and, I, and that's how I usually end. Well, then I usually, am like, where can they find you on your socials? (laughs) (laughs) But I want to end with this, Lindsay, because I love you. I'm going to get through it without crying. Oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) Okay, it's a good thing my listeners cannot see. These are real
1: tears.
0: (laughs) But Tyler gave this to me a couple years ago, and it's an amazing quote. He says, I don't know who this, uh, wait, who was it who wrote this? I don't even, I have to, I can't even annotate it because I don't know who wrote it. Shit. We'll have to find out, sorry, listeners. This person <laughs> <laughs> says, I have come to believe that a great teacher is a great artist, and that there are as few as there are any other great artists. It might even be the greatest of the arts, since the medium is the human mind and spirit. Oh. Isn't that amazing? It was somebody, it's a major theater person from. A long time ago, I think. I'll have to ask oh, Tyler. That's so beautiful. But isn't that beautiful? I can't tell
1: you how many ways that impacts me.
0: Because there was this age-old bullshit adage that those who can't do teach is yeah. such bullshit. I've had some ass-wipe teachers who were maybe terrible actors or good actors who were still terrible teachers. And I've had some great teachers who were maybe didn't even ever act. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. just a, the teacher. We're all teachers. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I think that teaching isn't revered in our society either. I mean, this is a whole other podcast, right? Like, teachers are the expand are one of the expansive vehicles that are moving culture forward. Because we're talking. I'm talking about your teachers who are teaching your kids in school. Yeah are more valuable, I'm sorry, than a football player. or yes. a, but You know what I mean? That somebody who is... I get it. Listen, entertainment and, and, and sport is important, but it's so sad to me that they can hardly even make a living. Yeah. You know, $40,000 a year or something and can't even get school supplies for their okay. kids to do arts and crafts. And then, you know, major league professional sport players are getting billions of dollars. It's, to me, is also... A, a, again, it's like the matriarchy. We do not have and I'm not saying that as an acting teacher that all acting teachers should be paid that that's not my point my point is is really great teachers who are educating yeah. youth are not valued and esteemed like they should be yeah. and that to me is a and reflection educating all people educating yeah. all people is a reflection on where culture is not
1: and I will say you and I are great teachers I, I
0: actually own that yeah I've, I look at I you and I think did. you like yeah. I have been taught by you you coached me on my movie Lindsay coached me through this intimate sex scene <laughs> 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 Tony I don't really believe you're orgasming move your leg is that how you really do it I don't get it I mean, that's a I awesome did not
1: thing. ask you if that's how you really do and it Allison <laughs> I
0: think uh, you know, is that how you really believe it that? that's a whole other podcast I just
1: told you you really can't go there Tony what you think we're seeing on camera is not what oh. we're seeing it's, it's reading as intimacy it's reading as depth you, you gotta see? go for have it.
0: you seen the movie yet? Not the full movie. Oh God, Lindsay. you yeah, have to see it. Okay. Anyway, Lindsay, where can they find you? Well, they uh, can find you every week at AMAW. Yes, w. every
1: week at AMAW, and then my uh, my my so, Instagram so. <laughs> is uh, lindsayframe__amaw. Frame underscore AMAW at lindsayframe__amaw. Frame underscore AMAW.
0: That's on Instagram. Yeah,
1: and that's really my only that's public only thing. Um, thing.
0: Yes, but you can find her everywhere else. She travels to all of our. I think you've been to all of our schools except Australia, uh, except right? Except
1: Australia, except yeah.
0: Sydney. We got to make that happen. Yeah. So you can or Chicago, but we're opening Chicago soon. Yeah, I'll be there. She's soon. been to Vancouver and Toronto and New Atlanta. York, she's going to Atlanta London. in a few weeks again. Yeah. New York, um, uh, London, and of course here. So come and check her out. Love you, Lindsay. I love. Thanks you for too. being here. Thank
1: it's you. A